1: In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Find yourself in the Beachview area of Pittsburgh? Check out the official pizza of this show, Slice on Broadway, sharing an abnormal obsession with pizza we can relate to. Check them out at... SliceOnBroadway.com and tell them this show sent you. Hey guys, it's the Indie Mayhem Show. Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitter, a video producer here in Pittsburgh, PA, live from the Mayhem Studio. With me, as usual, my cohort, my partner in crime on the internets, is Amen Peyton Eamon 2, please. He's the voice of Inspire Pro Wrestling down in those parts.
0: Hello, Sorg. Very excited to talk about Indie Wrestling with you once again this week. Got a lot to
2: talk about in this week. Oh man, a lot, a lot to talk about. A lot, a, a lot of opinionated about this week. The two weeks in a row it seems. Uh, the with, internet uh, be talking. Internet be talking, and we're going to be talking about the internet talking. But well, first of all, and, and and speaking of deathmatch, a really timely interview that we happened to record last week with G Raver. We'll get to that in a moment. Check out everything at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. This and so many other shows. You can subscribe to the Indie Mayhem Show on Stitcher, Speaker, iHeartRadio. Um, as well as uh, video versions on Facebook for Wrestling Mayhem Show and the Wrestling Mayhem Show YouTube page. You can drop us a line and let us know what you think about indie wrestling, stuff we should check out, people we should have on, uh, questions for guests that we may have uh, already announced. 412 206 WMS 0 or times at com. Amen. Like I said, G Raver joins us back on the show. We had him on back in the day earlier on in this program, um, probably about a hundred episodes ago to be quite honest along with his buddy jason gory and generation dead attack team they were doing at the time he's been injured he's back and we're going to touch base with him and see how everything is going and getting a little bit about Deathmatch wrestling here's our talk with g river on the line with us returning to the show and returning to wrestling more recently is uh is a, a guy you know when you hear the lunatic French and I'm still not sure if that means what they think it is uh, on 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 WWE TV. Uh, this is the lunatic I know in in this region for uh, uh, pro wrestling, jumping off some crazy stuff. I've seen him do do just. Insane stuff, and I want to talk to him a little bit about that and his return. G. Raver joins us back on the show. Uh, formerly, we, we talked to you as part of Generation Dead. This is your solo go-around here. How you doing, man?
1: <laughs> Good, man. Thanks for that intro. I really appreciate it. It's very fitting of me.
2: <laughs> awesome so well well first let's you know you uh, uh left uh, pro- what was that late summer i think or so uh last year we yeah. we, we saw a final match from you uh you and jason gory of course uh, uh generation generation Dead explodes uh heading out the door uh here uh so what have you been up to you've been healing up uh, you know how's it been going for you
1: I was good, man. And, you know, and this is something too that, you know, of course, I didn't talk about this. I didn't, I didn't really, I guess, per se, I guess I didn't bitch about it, you know. I and mean, that's one thing that people know me. I'll do all this stupid stuff. I do it to myself. I do it to my own body. So I got to kind of know the consequences of it, you know, afterwards. But uh, basically, uh, West Virginia, it was me and Jason Gore uh, versus Derek Direction. Uh, yeah. But, but the, the end of the match, we had him kind of like we do this double team move off the top rope. But he goes for his double stomp. I do the swan time. Well, I normally go towards the lower end, and Gory goes up towards the upper end to stomp. Well, when that happened, for whatever reason, we had them in a 69 position. Because you know it was funny, but like we had him there, so. You know, Derek's head was facing down towards the crotch area and then his ass are obviously on top of him. But we were thinking of it like how we normally set it up, where his head, whoever's on the bottom, and then, the, you know, the bottom part of his body. So we went to go and we did it. And we both landed in the same area. And as soon as it happened, like, I kind of hit and he stomped at the same time, but I didn't have any space to really bend. I just landed directly on Uh, Derek's lower back area. And I instantly knew something was like not right because then months after that, every bump, everything I did in the ring was just taking it out of me. Like I just couldn't, I was getting clotheslined, you know, and landing off a clothesline bump and feeling it way more than I should have. And I'm like, something's not right here. And it was physically, it was making my performance feel like it was, it was going to be. You know, lackluster, and I, I did not want that to be happening at all. Like, so it bugged me. So I took that time off, man, and 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 it was probably the best decision I made because I really, really worked on for one, getting my weight back up and uh, healing my body, and just doing some exercises that to get me back, you know, to where I felt comfortable uh, more so than. I mean, we always hurt everybody, right? But I feel, I feel really good right now, especially coming back, even though I'm doing stupid stuff right away. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Let's talk about it. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, for it's amazing for all the things I've seen you do do in RWA and VOW here. um, You know, jumping off the basketball uh, uh, hoop there uh, onto a guy on a ladder uh, is probably the highlight of what I've seen in RWA and maybe not even the most painful I've probably witnessed. um, To I've seen the pictures from uh, your involvement in the uh, Tournament of Death. Yeah, with uh, with V.O.W. Yeah. in West Virginia, uh pretty uh, infamous picture of, of of blood down your arm uh, from that one. It, yet, yeah,
1: and that was, that was actually from the V.O.W. Lord of the Anarchy right, uh, right. that they did in West Virginia. And, and uh, yeah, like, I, I knew it was going to happen. Like, I knew I was going to do this stuff. Like, I watched it, you know, up until getting into wrestling. The whole reason I went to wrestling school to where I went was because of that. Like, mm-hmm. deep down I knew I was always going to do it I just didn't know when and like, that was just the moment to, to do that and I was like you know what I'm going to do this. it was me and Masada couldn't complain uh, Masada's the greatest fucking guy in the world uh, can't say anything negative about him he put me over like crazy and I appreciate everything that he did for me mm-hmm.
2: definitely and, and that's that's something that we had a good discussion with Matt Tremont uh, I think early on in the in, in this show um, mm-hmm. and we had that discussion about, you know, violent wrestling. I actually found an ultra violent wrestling fed when I was on, uh, LA the last weekend that I got to experience. It was interesting. Um, but, um, I heard about it. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, like, you know, it, you know, Amon and I, you know, I think, I think it's safe to say it, it makes us squeamish these days because we're like, uh, you know, don't want to see you guys get that hurt out there. Right. Um, what's right. your attraction to get involved with something like that?
1: hmm you know it there there's a weird it comes from a weird place man it really okay. does because I you know I can sit and think about it and then there's things that you know I it's my entire career I always did some risque stuff I mean I always did you know bumps that were, most people look at as unnecessary or whatever they were and you know and I you know I chalked it up as pigeon, pigeonholing myself basically into this uh you know where I did it and then it, it was this thought in my head where it goes back, to, and this goes back to like me thinking about Mick Foley saying, uh, you know, if he felt like he didn't do something like that, every time he wrestled, that he felt like he was stealing something from somebody, like if he was stealing the fans money, because you go and you do something like that, and yeah, yeah, it's a spot or whatever, and yeah, yeah, everybody knows the deal with this because, you know, guys will look at that stuff and be like, you know, oh, he's a spot guy, blah, 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 blah. But, I did wrestling my whole career. I just wrestled, you know, for the longest time. I only started doing these stupid little stunts because this was something that just felt like it was me. Like I just loved watching this stuff. I loved seeing it on ECW. I loved seeing it even on, the, on some of the hardcore old Japanese tapes with Mick Foley and things like that. Like they did these spots, and it just—I was like, man, wow, this is like the crescendo to everything. You know, at the end of the match, there's like a big thing, and. I don't know. It's, it's one of those things that just is, you know, and you just can't, you know, you can't, you can't deny it. And you can't try to sit there and explain why exactly every detail into why you do these things, because it just is. And you're just that kind of person. And it's weird. It's hard to explain that to other people, because they're just like, well, maybe you're just a dummy. Maybe you're just (laughs) a stupid dummy, Brandon. And I'm like, no. Like I love wrestling and that was part that, you know, I, I grew up with and I enjoyed doing it. and deep down I knew it was gonna happen and I guess that's the the, the the push to go and try and do this stuff because you just have to be that kind of person to do it. I don't know, man. I really don't.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's that intangible thing, right? Uh it
1: is. It's strange.
2: <laughs> what, but it's also interesting because again, I've seen you do so many crazy things, and yet obviously, yeah. you know the the move you described, and there was also a scary moment that was just you know looks like a typical power bomb, um, which is you're the second one I've seen you know get I guess stricken by something like that. I was seeing uh, Gregory Iron on an episode of Prime Wrestling, we were filming uh, uh, getting knocked out. Uh, in the, in that case, it seems like yeah. it's the more. You know, simplest of moves in the long run, in comparison than, than the thumbtacks and everything that that have stuck out for you. What, what do you think that is, or is there more safety in your death <laughs> matching than maybe we're we're kind of per se, perceiving?
1: You know, it's it's crazy because I think people do look at you know like the death match things and the, and the crazy spots, and they're all like, "Man, this is crazy because you could get super hurt and seriously hurt from all these things." But I'll, I'll sit here and be the first to admit that I'm, I'd i say other than wearing my body down and say a little quicker, obviously, like that's what kind of entailed probably, you know, the fact that I needed to take a break from all this, even just doing regular bumps and not, you know, I didn't, you know, I only did one, uh, two, well, three, two death matches before I left. And that was barbed wire and the, the light tubes of Masada. But, I you know, the things that got me, were those small moves? Were those little things? Not, uh, not anything that was like irregular or weird. And I, yeah, I was knocked out. I've been knocked out, uh, three times. Well, three times technically. One was a fractured skull back in 90, or 2008, 2008 or 2009. And I, I knocked myself unconscious on the floor and fractured my skull, but all the other ones, uh, the other one was, uh, Shane Taylor uh clotheslining my my head right off my body and uh it, a power bomb that knocked me out in that match and then I actually kept going in that match and didn't remember a damn thing. Wow. That was at RWA. And then, you know, with uh JI's power bomb you know, on the on top of my head, uh, gilly and it yeah, knocked me out cold. But you know, I always said that I was gonna be the guy that I would do all this crazy stuff and then I'd step off a curb and then break my ankle. <laughs> like that's just that's just how it seems to me
0: <laughs> Maybe so, yeah
1: it is it's those little dumb things it's not any of the, I can I can sit and say it wasn't any of these giant bumps that really really hurt me in the long run yeah like, it can injure me or yeah. knock me out anyway it,
2: it, it seems like a testament to as a wrestler making sure those fundamentals are there right because it seems like it's just little things little missed times you know things like that right yeah yeah
1: yep wow yep you know, a lot of it, well, I think a lot of us make the mistake and we get into habits, um, which are really bad because I, I, I everybody does it where you, you almost forget these little things sometimes and just these little ways that you can avoid these things and blah, blah, blah. and small stuff that we all get into a habit of doing because we're all constantly on, you know, we're just on shows or we're just constantly doing shows and you just get this whole, not- it's like breaking all those habits again whenever you're going into school or, Maybe if you yarded when you were a kid and, you know, and things like that, and and you broke all the habits, like that was the biggest thing was like going to school and breaking all the habits and things like that. But then relearning everything. And then as you're going along and you're wrestling at companies and all these other things every weekend, you do, you start forming new bad habits that you constantly do. And then you got to find those and just be like, all right, I got to stop doing this. I got to stop letting this happen. I got to chill on this. It's weird. That's weird how that works. But we, it, it does happen. Just bad habits, all
2: over again. Of course, as we mentioned, I, I know I've I've seen footage of your return in uh, Vicious Outcast Wrestling. Um, I, I know that's available over at IndieWrestling.us, SmartMark Video. Uh, I can't recall. Is yeah. it the Purge you came back on?
1: Yeah, I came back. Um, well, actually, I came back before the Purge. Um, I came back for. Uh, what was it! I can't remember. I can't think. Um, scrambled, the scrambled event. Uh, the VRW scrambled. Uh, there was just a month before that. I came back and showed up at the end of Conor Collection's match, and then I actually interjected myself in Conor Claxton's match and the purge show.
2: Yep, and of course. And of course, the return at the end of uh, uh, two months ago's uh, uh, RWA uh, uh, event. Um, were, you, were you concerned about? It? Of course, you know, just seeing as of this recording, I just watch the Seth Rollins one. And, and always, when a guy comes back, they're like, you know, will the crowd still react? You know, in the same way as, as as before I left. You know, were there worries going into that for for both of those groups?
1: Um, you know, I think I thought, um. Because I knew I was jumping in from VRW. I was jumping right into the the kind of the extreme hardcore, doing crazy bumps, that sort of thing. I was jumping right into that first. And then it was kind of like, you know, there was that like, man, am I going to go out here? Am I going to like, what if I get like hurt the minute I get back? And then I have to go right back out again. So I did think about that, you know, and I did think about even when I was out, I thought about, you know, maybe I'll come back and I'll be a completely different style, even though I put on a little bit more weight, which I was really happy with. But it's still not enough to be like, no, I'm a big guy. But I was still like, yeah, I was kind of worried because I was like, man, I'm doing this stuff, that stuff. And then the next night I'm wrestling, uh, I wrestled Lance, uh, N.Y. at uh, ACW and Steven, which was just straight like, wrestling. It was a great match. It was really great working, by the way. And then yeah, I had the, uh, the RWA. So it was just like a little bit of worry, you know, did you, you get the butterflies again? Where it like, cause I remember in my last match, even for, uh, RWA, I had, I had like severe butterflies, man. I was talking to Gory and I'm like, dude, fuck. I'm like, ah, what are we going to do? i like, I keep like keep thinking things. I was just like, I want to be so good, because I don't want to like leave here on a bad note. I want this match to just be awesome. The match was awesome and everything worked out perfectly, but. You know, it was, it was like that was butterflies all again. So, but you know, once I got out there, man, it felt like, you know, was I going to have ring rust and things like that? I was, I was thinking about everything, you know, definitely going through my head.
2: Awesome, and of course, I want to talk about your look here. We have the the, the image uh, you shared with us for tonight, and obviously, a little bit of a different look. You've been kind of a a, a, a chameleon of sorts over the years. Of course, you know, first seeing wow. you as the the you know the guy in the, the you know the baggy uh, uh, leather looking whatever is in RWA, you know, to going the generate <laughs> what's that. That's a baby face fire. Baby it's face green. fire, baby. Green and white. <laughs> green and white. Yeah. To to <laughs> the generation dead, undead kind of kind of look and feel to it. To this uh well the beard is in fashion these days and and <laughs> you're rocking it, of course. Um <laughs> what's kind of your outlook and what you want G Raver to be? Um obviously, you know, having time off, it seems like wrestlers take that time. Um, to repackage themselves, to kind of rework themselves, to kind of represent themselves when they do come back a lot of times. What's kind of your outlook now of, of what g is going to be from here out?
1: You know, and, and that's, that's awesome that you say that because, you know, I did think about that, you know, thinking back to when I had, like, big mohawk and, like, green pants and just like I said, just typical baby face. Yeah, let's go get them, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, deep down, I think I felt like once I got with, you know, Gory and and that was a, you know, that was a thing in itself because, you know, I didn't want it to be something where I was completely ripping off him. Uh I didn't want it to feel like here is this, just this uh byproduct of like, all right, well, these guys are together. So they look like a tag team now when he does his thing on the outside, when we did events, not. I didn't want people to be like, "Oh, well, he looks like Gory," and then them not put, you know, two and two together and and, and you know, not know that we're tag teaming everywhere else. So, you know, I always tried to find little niches outside of that, and I kept kept working at it, and I kept trying to figure out different ways of doing that. And then, you know, we we fed off each other though, because like, you know, I would make a mask or something. And he would then make a mask and it, it was, it was cool. It was awesome. Like, and truthfully deep down, that's who I was. Like it, that was really letting me be me because I mean, that was, I'm, I'm big into horror stuff for most of the people that, that know, uh, I love horror. I love, uh, I love crazy, violent crap <laughs> and weird movies. So like that just played off that. And then, you know, when I did take time off, I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? I, I don't, I think I can get away from, you know, just like I was worried about my Mohawk. I was like, man, if I cut my Mohawk off, do I lose all my power? Like, do <laughs> I do, do the little fans not like me anymore? You know, cause I don't have a Mohawk and I did it and and no one cared. Like they still treated me the same. And, and I felt like, you know, I felt the same way with that. When I, when I came back now, I, I, I kind of toned and polished it down a little bit to a little bit more simpler look that is just me. It's just me. I still have, like, the contacts. I got rid of the face paint. You know, it just wasn't uh, a thing I think I felt I needed anymore. And, you know, I, I think my image is just going to speak for itself. And, and I'm I'm just more wrapping this character around a, a, a base of, of violent behavior and, and, and crazy crap, because that's just what I am. <laughs>
2: as we show your dive off of the basketball hoop and there
1: you go yeah. <laughs> against
2: Akuma there uh, last June. Wow. You know let,
1: me, let me tell you a quick story about this. Okay. This is a funny story about that, that, that whole spot. It's really quick. Uh, basically we couldn't figure out what the finish was going to be because we were we had done so many other cool things in that match. We were like, all right, well, what are we going to do? What are we going to do to finish this thing? We didn't know for the first time ever in, in my entire career, I did not call a finish and that is absurd because especially when you know, you got to do something that's going to top all this other stuff. I mentioned about the basketball hoop, but I didn't think it was possible. I was like, you know what? I don't know how I'm going to get up there. And I'm like, wait a minute, there's ladders. And by the time, like I got out there and we were setting it up, we didn't even factor in what I was going to do when I went off of it like whether he was going to be laying down. It just so happened there was a ladder out there. I put two chairs together, threw the ladder on it, forearmed him into the ladder, started heading up, and I couldn't even at first pull myself up because I lost the footing on the ladder. Some fan actually pushed the ladder, and then I got up and finally got up there. And here, little did I know, after I jumped off, that thing's not even bolted into the wall. Oh, jeez. Like, that's just hanging there. If I weighed any more that would have fell and killed everyone <laughs> like <laughs> like something terrible would have
2: happened okay here i didn't know on, on our side like we've we've been playing with ideas ever since we started working with RWA at Sorgatron Media right and at some point i'm like that basketball hoop is in the middle of every shot it looks dirty you actually if you look at the dvds over the year and just kind of click through or even the videos on on the youtube page it just looks dirtier and dirty over the years i'm like we got to throw a banner on that or something and we looked at it and we're like <laughs> we're not sure if it'll hold a banner. And then you climbed on it. So, yeah. So I, I was like, yeah, that was like praying the entire time we were doing that. I'm like, this is going to end well. I do. I
1: I have to appreciate for a moment. Okay. That you just said that you could, that you personally could progressively notice the the basketball hoop getting worse (laughs) (laughs) over everything else, like over everything else happening. You know, that basketball is
2: getting pretty dirty. <laughs> Attention to detail, I right? Um, but, man, hey, hey, like I said, you've been uh, um, a, a part of a lot of great moments uh, with, with you know my time there with Renegade Wrestling Alliance. Uh, it is great to see you back. Uh, so uh, we're going to end this off with uh, the usual questions here. We've, it's been a while since we had you on before, so uh, I'm sure they've been updated since then. You know, we talk about deathmatches and everything, but generally... What are you watching yeah. these days? What's got your attention? What What's kind of influencing you these days?
1: Um, you know, uh, it's always been a mix of things, but what has my interest rate... I love NXT, don't get me wrong. That's a given. Uh, I love Beach uh, uh, Underground. I, I love watching other independents, too, because I think... One thing that we don't do, I think because everyone is always like, you know, in the back and we're always, you know, getting our stuff together or whatever. We're putting our matches together. We're talking, whatever. We don't get up a whole lot of opportunities because a lot of persons don't have a, uh, you know, a video, uh, system hooked up in the back so we can watch them. So we'll watch other, you know, independents. I know I watch other independents because I don't get to see shows and sometimes, you know, you lose touch with what's, what's working. Uh, what works for the fans, and and you know what uh, what does uh work? What gets over? What what makes sense? Who's out there busting their ass? I love, for me, I love watching other you know independents to see who's out there really, really, really doing something. Because in my my mind, it's always I can't go out there and half ass this. I've got to go out there and give them this amazing show. I want them to go home with something to talk about. I want to see that, like, other people on the show that I'm watching, whatever it may be, are doing the same thing. Like, I can just see it, and I can just look at certain guys, and I can just tell, man, we would click, or we would mesh well so much together. So it would be any of those, you know, kind of things, man, but a mix of things, Independence, NXT, I love watching Deathmatch stuff, obviously, just always, but. So, yeah, I'm like that's what I'm watching.
2: That, Awesome, awesome. And uh, and finally, you know, again, a little updated. Obviously, you've had a lot of different experiences since, but what is the best and the worst about being in indie wrestling today?
1: Oh, dude, this question's talk because there's like, I mean, there's so many worse things that I can think of, the, uh, which is... Uh, Let me get back here. Let me tell you about the best stuff first. But I'd say the best thing uh, for me is seeing the fans happy and seeing that everything that we're doing as a group or whatever, you know, even just as a unit is working and the fans are enjoying it. Yeah, you know, uh, they're coming to spend their money and they spend their money and and they go home happy. And they're pumped to be there. Uh, I love seeing the types of uh, different niches and groups and undergrounds. Like that. I mean, we were talking about the Deathmatch stuff, which I'm obviously this is this is the messed up direction I'm going in. But there is this underground following of all this stuff, which I love. I love seeing these pages where these people are just shooting up Deathmatch stuff. They're promoting Deathmatch as local to the area because there isn't a lot of this stuff that's going on. It's very underground type thing still. And, but I love seeing these groups of people getting together and just having a great time talking about it and appreciating what we're doing. Regardless of how many people hate it, there's that many more that, that love it. But there's, I, I'm a fan of the underground, so I love seeing the fans reacting to some of this stuff. I love seeing people, uh, a bitch about, you know, uh, Ricochet and, and, <laughs> and you know, the matches they have from Japan that are awesome because they're in Japan, might I add, but. I love seeing that stuff. I love seeing people react to stuff. So I think say that's the, that's the best part about it. Uh the worst part uh I think is people uh people not working together. Uh there's so many people out there that are that are just so worried about themselves. I mean, I'm not talking about wrestlers uh and I'm not going to name any, but they're, they are out there that just they only they only care for themselves promotions They only care for themselves. They're not worried about wrestling in general. If everyone works together and ending this in every, in every way, I chalk it up as everybody has a different attitude about them or they have something about them that they have to be that person, that shitty person, that shy person, that, that dickhead. There's always going to be those people, but you know, in, in the long run, if we really like work together instead of just, you know, uh all this crap about this is what I want blah 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 blah. blah, I think uh we would be better off in wrestling in general if people have started you know stop giving a shit what the other companies doing stop uh you know worrying about it all this crap, Like i just i hate it. It, it 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 actually irritates me really badly, but in all of this uh forgetting what we're here to do is my my biggest complaint because if everyone just did this one thing. There's one thing that they could remember to do every damn time that they're out there, and that's bring people to the show, put asses in the seats. That is our one job. One job. If we did that as a unit, wrestling would be where it needs to be right now, as far as independent wrestling, which I think that there's independent wrestling is doing great. I'm not, not stating that to sound sour about, uh, you know, independent wrestling, because I, I think there's guys that are, they're pushing, and they're still doing a great job at everything that they do. And I love seeing that. But but, but that would be the the, the worst thing I can do. People just not realizing what our number one job is, and that's to bring people to the game.
2: Awesome, G Raver. It is it is great to catch up with you. I'm, I'm glad to see that uh, you're you're back at it, being crazy Thank as you. ever. And I love and worry about you at the same time. <laughs> uh so you, i can't wait to see what what crazy shit you come up with next check them out uh where can people find you and, and tell me what promotions to generally watch out for because i know uh, that we're, we're kind of recording at a weird time uh in relation to release uh so it's like where are you going to be in the next few months uh uh and and where can mm-hmm. people find you online
1: um, you guys can always hit me up on my i do have a like page you can go over to facebook and graver uh dot facebook uh, you'll find me on there. You can go to my like page. You'll get some updates of all the information that I'm doing there. Any t-shirts, 8x10s, things like that that you want. You can hit me up on there for... Um, you can reach me on Twitter. And I, and my Twitter name's super long. I'm not even going to repeat it. Uh, e River underscore GenDead at Twitter whatever the deal is. <laughs> so long. <laughs> But, uh, events that you can see me at is definitely, uh, two companies are to be Renegade Wrestling Alliance, of course, I'm always going to be a part of that. Uh, a vicious outcast person I will forever be a part of as well. And, uh, I am doing some different things coming up here soon, which I went slowly announcing, uh, you know, for the next coming months that are, you know, things I can't really talk about. Uh, I will say that I will be at CCW's Tournament of Death. On Saturday, June 11th, the bell time is at 2 p.m. That's 179 Ebenezer Church Road in Townsend, Delaware, for Tournament of Death. And no, I'm not going to say what I'm doing here. I'm just going to be here. Okay? So you should be there too. But anyway, <laughs> oh. so that's where you can see me as far as June is a little bit of a, a dry month because we got some, you know, crap going on. I'm sure you know a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. And some of the other people know a little bit about that, too, but... I'm happy that uh, the day before my birthday, I'll be doing Tournament of Death. So hopefully, I'll come out of there to get to celebrate my 31st
2: birthday. Just uh, <laughs> just as a as a point, uh, you know, you mentioned that your your Twitter's been shut down for a little bit, but I, I, I am happy to see that the last tweet that you retweeted is our indie wrestling .us uh, uh, mini clip of uh, yourself and Masada in the light to prison from the last lord of anarchy last year uh so uh, yeah. check that out and check out of course andy wrestling's uh andywrestling.us is uh youtube page we do have some clips from uh, the lord of anarchy uh tournament and the insane stuff like i'm looking at the names and i'm just like we're picking out these clips i'm just like did they like it is a lot of did they really just do that <laughs> stuff um other than the light other than the spectacle of the light tube prison i think our favorite was the playtime is over match as far as what could they possibly have done in that thing but there you go uh check that out and and the list of matches is already up on on vicious outcast wrestling's uh, facebook thank you so much g raver uh we're going to talk so much more indie wrestling right after this
1: Hey, Shimahokuskum,
0: and you are listening to the. What is the show
2: called again? <laughs> <laughs> it's a wrestling mayhem show.
0: The wrestling mayhem show. You hear know that whole by. This is the and
2: you are listening to the wrestling mayhem show. Take two. Indie mayhem show. Sorgatron here. Amen, too, please. We're ready to talk some more indie wrestling. Great, great interview with G Raver. Really timely that we we were already planning actually to, to release that this week, um, and there's some stuff that happened uh, in the pro wrestling, in deathmatch wrestling. Um, and, and again, everybody's talking about it in, in one form or another, and of course we have our thoughts on it. Uh, Eamon, uh, can you kind of explain for the folks what's going on?
0: Well, this was a part of a uh, a, uh, a,
2: a new
0: company, so to speak. It's a the new company promoted by uh, uh, one John Zandig. Uh, if you know the name John Zandig, you know he is the former owner and original owner of CZW. Uh, he recently just returned to the wrestling world, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. uh, and he and he held his a uh, tournament for survival, uh, or tournament of survival, I think, this past weekend. Um, and uh, it was a it was a mixed bag of of stuff. There was a lot of uh, I know uh, there was some injuries that happened in the first round of the tournament. Zandig took over for some people, and then. Zandig had a match that wasn't in the tournament along with the match he won that was in the tournament, and in the, ma- in the non-tournament match, he got injured, so he got taken out of the finals. Um, so it was a complicated thing, but hey, it's deathmatch match wrestling. Um, but it, many people are talking, and including Twitter, all the social media, even uh, ESPN uh, is talking about uh, a certain spot that happened in a match between Zandig and uh, Joey Janela. Uh, it's very reminiscent of a spot from uh, CZW's Tournament of Death back in 2003, I believe, uh, with Zandig and Sick Nick Mondo, uh, uh, where Zandig hits Nick Mondo with uh, what he calls his Mother Effin Bomb uh, off the top of a building through a bunch of tables and, and barbed wire and, and uh, light tubes, and it's a really famous spot um, if you're if you're a follower of Deathmatch wrestling. Uh, many people are calling this kind of a recreation of it because Zandig and Joy Janela did a mother effing bomb off a building through um, on, well onto a bed of a truck uh, with barbed wire and light tubes uh, and fire. Um, and yeah, it's um, it's a thing that a lot of people are obviously talking about. Um, and yeah, um, obviously people in both ways about what they think it is. Like, all oh, this is an amazing thing. You know, this is super special. This is super cool. Other people being like, this is the kind of stuff that's are in the business. You know, like what well, we got with the whole ricochet, Will Osprey stuff that we talked about last week. Um, and people are on the fence about different stuff about it, obviously. So uh, uh, we well, first we also do know that Joey Janela is uh, sidelined indefinitely with a, uh, I believe he lacerated a, a, a tendon in his thumb. Uh, uh, which uh, for this, uh, for what happened here, um, uh, he was supposed to be on IWC Super Indie uh, and fortunately got pulled from that. Uh, I know he got pulled off of AIW's recent event. He was supposed to wrestle facade um, and be on wrestling as well. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the, the backstory of everything that happened here. Uh, uh, so, Sword. What are your thoughts on this whole thing? Because you, you've you seen some deathmatch wrestling Right,
2: before. right, right. Well, before I get my thoughts, I, actually, G-Raver, who we just talked to, and again, it was before this 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 happened, uh, I reached out to him actually earlier today to get his thoughts. So let's let's, let's get that for context, because I think I know which way the two, two of us are leaning for this. Um, but I can definitely see the point here. He says, and again, he's like, like we just talked with him, he's like, deathmatch is the stuff that gets his imagination, right? Um, absolutely amazing. Same people that are bitching about Ricochet and Will Ospreay match will surely have something to say about this one, too. However, regardless of your opinion of deathmatch wrestling, that's that spot that made headlines and was shared all over the internet and TV, the reason for your entertainment, like they left those fans in the rest of the world with something to talk about and to remember. I sure as hell won't forget it. Good shit, guys. So, there you go. No, that, so that's one way to look at it, you know.
0: That, it is a ones-in-a-lifetime kind of spot. Like it's a, it's something that, uh, like I said, hadn't happened. Something similar of it hadn't happened to my knowledge since like two thousand three, mm-hmm. you know, which is over ten years ago. Um, I, and I, I do agree with that. I do think it's special. Um, uh, I, I, obviously, I don't know your thoughts, Sorg. My thing is, um, my thoughts, kind of coming off of it is, I've been around deathmatch wrestling. I understand deathmatch wrestling is a solid match. match. Uh, there's sometimes I like it. There's sometimes I don't. Um, um, uh, I, I'm I'm very on the fence about it. Uh, obviously, I can understand it being. I think there's sometimes where it's executed very well and mm. it's very memorable. Mm. Um, and I'm not saying this necessarily wasn't executed well. Um, my thing is, I I I hope that Joey, particularly because I obviously he's the one that kind of was suffered at least the most from this, right. uh, at least bodily. Um, uh, we, he's apparently doing fine. He's you know in the hospital, uh, uh, but he's doing fine. Yeah. Um, but I hope that he made this made this decision not rashly. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I hope that a move like this, and maybe it will. I just hope that a move like this maybe gives him more exposure to where it can maybe... Because here's the thing. The way I look at it, he did lose a few bookings with this. Right. Not from people being like, we're not going to book you, but from the fact that he got injured. Right. He's missing AIW, Beyond, IWC, probably some C C W shows. Some of the CZW.
2: bigger promotions he could be working.
0: He's he's going to miss some shows, and he's going to miss some paydays at the For, end of the first day. First
2: time with IWC, so... so you know, you don't know what that would have rolled into.
0: I, I hope that he is able to make that up. Mm-hmm. You, if, you, if that makes sense. Yeah. I hope this move, maybe hopefully this move got him over. Yeah. And he will make up the, the loss that he, that he obtained. Because of this,
2: and I think I agree with you. Because yeah, I'm worried about that momentum. I'm worried because he was a guy we were just talking about. Uh, you know, on around the Indies, you know, had the spot with Beyond wrestling where he got in a car and tried to hit a guy with a. You know, yeah. he's getting a lot of activity. Is interesting. A lot of people have a lot of great things. Like when I brought up the name, I think to you, he's like, "Oh, that guy, I watch out for." You know, when 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 I yeah, saw, I've him.
0: heard great things. I actually saw him WrestleMania weekend in a sixth way. Exactly, it,
2: exactly. So so I think I think that's the case there. Um and you're right about the spot you're right about the entertainment you're right about that um and 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 obviously there's a calculated risk even with this kind of stuff you know uh, doing something like that and you know i always I mean, go uh, well I, I always go down to like we said before like when we see the death match wrestling like we said before uh when when I saw the ultra violent show out in california right was mm-hmm. was man don't don't get hurt, guys. <laughs> you know, don't don't get don't get hurt for knowing what you get on indie wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, make sure it's worth it. I think in, in Janela's case, again, like you said, I hope the momentum. I hope he's able to turn this. You know, I hope he's smart enough to do that. And unfortunately, he did get hurt. Right, and and it's not like you know. You know what's going on with, with with Seth Rollins and 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 Bret Hart, where it's like you were reckless and that's why you're injured and stuff. When it was like it was a knee that went weird, you know, in the long run. Uh, this
0: oh, w- compare it to like, compare it to like Ricochet, Will Osprey.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. They're not going to lose
0: bookings because of this.
2: Exactly, right. exactly. And and there's always a possibility. I mean, it's not the safest profession to be in. You're 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 putting their bodies through a lot. But this was like you're putting your bodies through sharp objects in a very you know as much as you can try to control something like this you know and and into you know you know what happened you know it was just a bad little thing you know yeah. it sliced his hand like a, he tendon, a
0: tendon in his hand I a tendon
2: in his hand like that is the smallest thing that can happen that just well, happened to be something
0: that's very serious Dylan, exactly but,
2: you know. exactly I- it- and that's unfortunate. And this isn't a guy that does deathmatch wrestling on a regular basis, right? I was going to
0: say he's not really a deathmatch wrestler. Yeah. Then um, that's the, to me that's the most interesting thing to me. Not to necessarily critique like promotion, so to speak, but when since DJ Hyde kind of took over for CCW, I've been more into watching CCW because they have their clear separation of the deathmatch guys and the wrestlers. Yeah. Like these are the wrestlers, these are the kind of the and they're kind of high spotting at times and, and, and that kind of stuff. But they're wrestlers and then there's guys that do deathmatch. Right. Uh your Matt Tremont, your Masadas, your guys like that. Um he's not really known for being a deathmatch guy. And for him to do that kind of a spot for not having that much experience in that kind of realm, you know, I and I'd argue when if you look at stuff when Zandig was was booking CZW that line between wrestler and deathmatch guy wasn't as concrete. Right. A lot of the wrestling in CCW back in the day was deathmatch. Um, you know, was like this. Um, so, Hey, who, I mean, who knows? Who knows? Um, you know, I think this is something I also think maybe it's the case of wrestling evolving almost in a sense. Mm-hmm. And I think, this spot would have had nobody disputing it in 2003. I think there's there wouldn't be any case of people being like, you know, being like that there's, there's a question in anyone's mind on whether somebody should do that or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember Kevin Owens had a shoot interview before he got signed and he talked about how, um, like, uh, there's a, a wrestler in Canada named Sexy Eddie who was working the same shows like, like Kevin Steen and work was working on. And how they got their break in CZW was him working an offset uh, CZW tournament of death. And some people have seen this online if you follow Deathmatch, but he gets cut on his arm uh, by glass to where he's squirting blood out of his arm and like starts squirting it into his mouth. And it kind of went viral in a way, like before viral was the thing. Like, it was a thing everyone's talking about, and it was like, that was the thing that kind of got them a a foot in the door. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe that will happen for Joey Janela? I don't know. Uh, I don't know if many people look at that nowadays, unless you're a deathmatch company. I don't know if many people look at that and see, like, oh, I got to get this Joey Janela guy.
2: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It it, it is weird. Like, well, that's the guy that will jump off a giant thing into a crazy thing. Right. And he walked away from that. What is he going to do for my company? Yeah, I I don't know. I, you know, is that the thing that puts butts in seats? I'm not entirely sure. So maybe for, you know,
0: for an IWA Mid-South or like a, or like um, something similar to like a CZW or something like that. Yeah. But, you know, I think there's other wrestling that's kind of more, more accepted and kind of has more, venues in which you can go into like i said i i totally understand deathmatch wrestling being a style but i i don't know i i hope like i said i hope he gets the return out of this yeah
2: based on what he lost well let's let's be fair let's be fair. This because i feel like we're kind of not generally for deathmatch wrestling here so and and, and understand if you're into deathmatch wrestling you know that's fine that's your thing and the wrestlers that's cool you know i've watched my share fair share of it um And I will again. I know I'm going to the Gathering of Jellos. There'll be at least one deathmatch, light tube, battle royals, whatever, you know, thing. And it's like, you know, cool. Okay. It's, you know, that's that's fine. You know, and I'll be entertained by it. You know, that's fine. Hell, their big match of the weekend is called Bloody Mania. So where do you think that's going to go? But um, so we talked about last week with the Osprey-Ricochet match about context, right? Right. Um, like, this is in context of, hey, a bunch of people showed up to see this kind of thing. You shouldn't judge it and judge it independently, right? That's true. And independently, you know, or or in context, this was a deathmatch tournament. And, and then we've seen that, you know, we had clips where we were posting stuff from, from VOWs, um, um, um.
0: Lords of Anarchy. Lords, thank you. Your... Lords of
2: Anarchy that they did in West Virginia last year and they're doing another one here very soon um, again this month, I believe. And um, ViciousOutcastWrestling.com if you want to get more information on that. And uh, you know Everybody's trying to one up each other and get attention, you know. I, you know, I think the clips that we had, there's a lot of very interesting things they did, and they're trying to be inventive, you know. Outside of this is a version of pro wrestling, right? You know that ECW cool. started to make popular, and people extended upon with CZWs and these these companies. Um, and these guys just took the cake. These guys just raised the bar as far as those go. And um, and to that, you know, kudos, you know. And nobody got horribly injured, you know. Uh, but I, I wish this was a thing that happened and Joey Janela is wrestling this weekend at IWC. That's the right. biggest thing that bugs me about this, right?
0: Well, I'm sure if he was...
2: Not, not he because he's be. not here for me to see in Pittsburgh at IWC, but he that's, that's an opportunity beyond wrestling. All this stuff, he's a guy we were just talking about and now he's on the shelf. That's what bugs me about but injuries are injuries are injuries they happen
0: like if he was at you could promote him and and be like this is the guy that was on espn you know this is the guy that is all over the internet and is doing all this stuff and he's here in our company
2: yeah i don't hate the spot i shake my head at it a little bit you know um because again anytime i see those g raver any of those guys it's just like man you're crazy you're crazy i love how (laughs) crazy you are please walk away from it every time. You know, I, I mean, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I have someone who it, I've,
0: who I talk to on a regular basis now from working in wrestling, who I remember like the second match I ever saw him in was a scaffold match where he got skewers shoved, shoved into his head and then thrown <laughs> off the top of a scaffold. Wow. Where if he didn't land correctly, that could have been really bad. Can you talk with this guy? Uh, uh, yeah. And he's a perfectly normal guy. <laughs> he is, Perfect, I and mean, it is not like a normal Death of ass Wrestling.
2: Yeah, um, yeah,
0: but it was for a, a match where it needed that, Um and I think, wow, like I really, you know, I don't ever do that again. It's please, not a
2: me- It's not a. It, it's not a move that's going to get you a contract with the uh, with the uh, any of the big uh, three. Um unless, well, you're, unless you're Dean Ambrose, I guess. I was going to say TNA probably is desperate. Yeah, maybe TNA. Yeah, yeah, TNA's done some pretty kooky stuff, so. There you go, um and even I'm looking at well even when I posted the video because I, I couldn't get to the video for whatever reason from the original post you guys put on the wrestling ma'am show uh Facebook group, so mm-hmm. I posted the the kind of native one that has forty five thousand views on on Facebook itself as I put I'm conflicted again it's like that's a that's a fantastic spot, my history of watching deathmatch wrestling it loves that, but again hate that he got hurt uh in and in in, in comparison do you have two people saying yeah it's garbage uh (laughs) but again you're gonna have that you're gonna have that people look at it as as garbage wrestling and stuff you know and and um then again i scroll down and i see this insane uh image of of ladders being used at money in the bank so as far as a lot of stuff that could go wrong there not as many sharp objects or anything like that but uh but very interesting nonetheless so a lot of different angles. There are a lot of angles on this in on around the Indies, by the way. If you want to check it out, of yeah, course, totally. of course. Remember what happened when like the girls went through the table at, at, at Inspire Pro. How many freaking angles did we get of that? You know, right. and of course, there's going to be a ton of these. In related news, no unrelated news. Let's just move on. Uh, there's a list that came out from Cody Rhodes, and uh, there's a very interesting. Uh, Check mark by uh, Battle of Los Angeles on that uh, tweeted Ooh. out by Pro Wrestling Gorilla. So take that for what it is.
0: Read that as you will. Mm. Mm. But no,
2: that's exciting. That that's is exciting. exciting. That is exciting. Kurt is, Kurt is Kurt Angle even on this list that he's uh, getting to take on? <laughs> That'd be funny if he's not. He no, he is actually he is. He's right under oh, Bola. Yeah. So at least two things are getting checked off here. Yeah. Pat Buck. Why is Pat Buck familiar?
0: Sounds familiar, but I have no idea who he is.
2: That's come up somewhere. Like, I remember reading that and saying, like, the Young Bucks? Like, but that's not right. No. Uh, no, he, no. Holy crap. I think I saw him wrestle Friday night. Oh, hold on. I'll have to look this up. But um, anyways, okay. Um <laughs> From that, uh, hey, is there anything else you wanted to touch on before we get into the thing I'm going to touch on? Please tell me um, something else I can look up. Who Pat Buck is?
0: No, I think is yeah. Go ahead and look up who Pat Buck is. Okay. Um, no, I I think that. I mean, I think that kind of covers the whole thing. I mean, obviously the whole tournament of survival happened. Uh, <laughs> Zandig also before doing that uh, crazy spot with Joey Janela beat up Hornswaddle at one point. Mm-hmm. So Hornswoggle's still doing, Hornswoggle is still doing stuff after, uh, 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 you know, WWE. Uh, he also worked at AIW recently. And I actually will point out, if you want to fall under other indie wrestling podcasts, AIW just came out with a brand new podcast, which is literally John Thorne and Chandler Beckins were the two promoters for there, just talking kind of inside Almost inside baseball in a most awesome.
2: way. Awesome. I've been meaning to. I, I saw that pop up. I've added it to my subscription list. I can't wait. We've had. It, they're overdue. We need to get them on the show. Let's just have them <laughs> on the Like both of them on the show. Because we had John yeah. Thorne way back in the day. Way back in the day on Wrestling it, it, Mayhem it, it, Show. I'm, I'm trying to. Like, uh,
0: it would
2: have to been way back. Yeah. Maybe pre wrestle van perhaps. Probably. Yeah. But yeah, and, and it's confirmed. I did see Pat Buck in the uh first match of Global Force Wrestling, which was a three-way, which also included Tony Dieter Boy. Uh <laughs> who I'm sitting like we're sitting my like I'm sitting my wheels and we're we're like the, the, the RWAP RWA kind of covering Corey's Corey's table over there while he's getting ready, right? Uh, his merch over there, and I look down because there's like there's a lineup of wrestlers. I'm like, okay, a bunch of dudes I I, I probably don't know or whatever, right? And I look down at the one the one headshot and it says Cody Diener. and I go over. I'm like, shit, we've talked before <laughs> <laughs> from all those. I don't I I didn't know what he looks like these days or anything like that, right? But but we you know I, I see him on Twitter all the time when we're and, and and we're you know sharing stuff from his old interview and everything, right? Um, so it was good to like meet him and talk with him a little bit, and and see him wrestle in person for the first time. Like that was a nice surprise, you know, with Global Force. Um, but anyways, no, but no, it was a fun show. Uh, it was a fun show. It was a great. It was a good show. It was um in the Palace Age was I don't think has had a match since Super Indy where uh, uh uh you know Larry Sweeney won. Great to be back in that building. They made a lot of improvements. I hope wrestling comes back to it. I hope some of these other promotions will come back and do some stuff with it. Um, Jeff Jarrett... Ger- Talked to him super, super briefly. He was super nice about stuff. We were, we're actually, uh, we went in uh, to film some stuff for the, uh, of the Palisades because we're, we're doing some stuff around Pittsburgh wrestling history. And since that's the first time a wrestling ring's been in there in 10 years, I, it was a really good opportunity for us to get some shots of that. Uh, for that, actually, Matt Carlins, who writes around the Indies over at kdka.com, has a great article that we were sharing this last week about the history of that building um you know going back to you know the old WWF days and stuff right uh, a lot of, a lot of names have been through there as part of all that kind of stuff but uh but it was interesting cuz it was a combination of Renegade Wrestling Alliance and Pro Wrestling Express both here in the area you can check out PWX uh, uh, i think it's pwx.tv um and, uh, and we've we mentioned their shows a few times on here. So it was interesting to have this interpromotional thing happen. Like two promotions that don't typically work together. And mm. I've always heard through the grapevine quite the opposite relationship. So apparently that's cool. Um and uh, you know, again our our friends RWA, uh, uh uh you know, Hot Wheels hanging out there too, Dr. Field was around, the tag team champions at DC Bentley we talked to last week, um um with Wild West defending against the new Heavenly Bodies, and uh, of course Jason Gory uh defending as well. Um great lineup. There was a lot of names that that I hadn't heard of before on uh Global Force. Um the uh, the women represented Friends of the Show, Ray Lynn and Brett Baker, of course, had, had uh Tragar was calling it the best of their series of matches that he's seen. And they've had a cool. they had a pretty good like series of three or so matches and tag team matches and stuff over in IWC, uh, International Wrestling Cartel. Uh so that was really cool. Of course, uh DJ Z uh, taking on Sanjay Dutt. Um unfortunately missed half of it because I was doing some stuff, but um but from what I saw it looked really, really good. Uh, Brian Myers, Kurt Hawkins involved in the match. As well, uh, Cole Cabana was there. Cole Cabana dropping a a middle rope moonsault that blew our minds, uh, hanging in the back there. We we all <laughs> popped at that. Uh, so, uh, but no, it was a good crew, fantastic lineup of talent. And my only complaint about the show was there weren't more people there. Um, I love what I saw. I loved what everything in the ring, but and I don't know what's missing from. You know, I, I think there was fair representation from both promotions. Like you could tell like we're we're watching, we're like, hey, where's the RWA people? Where's the RWA people? And and we saw like ten people with Wild West T shirts. Right? Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we heard the pops when the RWA people came out, you know, so it was like they represented, you know, and in and, and my only complaint is trying to figure out where was the in for anybody that didn't already go to these two promotions to come here. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't, I, and maybe it was a good night. Maybe, maybe it was, you know, we, the count I heard from somebody was like eh, 120, 150, maybe. Um, and we've talked about on the show, I don't understand GFW. I don't understand global force wrestling. They deliver a great show, but people like, I wish more people showed up to it, you know? But, uh, I I feel like when you have Colt Cabana and Jeff Jarrett and 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 the guys that they had and and mixed with the local representation, like I think you have like at least independent star power a little bit, right? And I but, don't know what's missing here, and that's the part of this that confounds me. You know, well, I love you know, the show.
0: I, I at least from what I think and from what you've like mentioned to me before about especially about this this past show, like. Uh, do, uh, do they provide good shows? Probably yes, but are they providing a brand, so to speak? Like, are they providing more than just "here's a good wrestling show"?
2: Right, right, right. And that's a that, good question. That, I mean, that,
0: that, that's how I see it, kind of.
2: Yeah, yeah, and, and 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 I don't and I don't know an answer to that. It's not that's outside like that side of the business is is more than I get, you know. But just as a fan, like you. You know, we we, we kind of had a giant rag session on on impact wrestling tonight. Because that's a brand that we followed and we see nobody wants to jump on a sinking ship, right? Right. So if you're somebody that follows wrestling, or maybe you're new to it, and you're like, oh, that's what impact is, like, I feel like the writing is on the wall on that thing. Like, right? all over. Yeah. Um the writing is on the wall of GFW. I just don't know what language it's in. A good way to put it, as in, like, I don't know what your trajectory is. I want to get it behind the idea of Global Force Wrestling. This is the company that brought um, New Japan to American pay per view, that exposed a lot of audiences to it. Right? This is a brand that is. I mean, look at these cards. It's everybody you want to see for the most part, right? Mm -hmm. When you look at these. I mean, we're talking about you know even Magnus and Drew Galloway and, and Sanjay Dutt on the top end of that. They're Cole Cabanas, uh, DJZ's, and 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 you know a great crew of the undercard too. Like it's a strong freaking undercard. Mm-hmm. Um, and and delivers a great show. And I encourage you to check out a Global Force if it happens within a stone's throw of where you're at. Certainly. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and chances are they I mean, are I mean, working.
0: I mean, there's any harm in going to it. You know, no, 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 no. I, And I think
2: you know, versus versus me finding random show in Northern California or Northern LA that 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 is super random and violent and bloody. You know, you can't go wrong with this if you're looking for a first indie show. You know, this is it. You know, but it's 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 an indie show. You know, um, and and that's that's what we're talking about here. And and I don't, I'm not trying to. It was a good show. It was a really good show. I I really, I was originally gonna go buy a ticket just to support everybody, you know. And then, and then this other opportunity came up. Um, and and even with that, I would have enjoyed the show, you know, in that context as a fan sitting there hanging out. Um, and I think they did a really good job with that. So, yeah, it was good. So keep an eye on them. I am because I'm just curious. I just want to see what happens. Um, but no, awesome crew down there and, uh, great to be in the Palisades and, uh, great to see, uh, you know, some, uh, some, some friends of the show representing there as well. So Global Force Wrestling, help me figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm at with this stuff now. Uh, Amen. Sorg. I think that wraps our indie wrestling lineup for tonight.
0: Good talks tonight. Good Good talks. talks. Between
2: this, of course, also check out Wrestling Mayhem Show. Holy crap. We talked about the most interesting promos and parodies and and how you can help us get an ad on Impact Wrestling over at GoFundMe. (laughs) Mayhem on Impact. What did I say impact of mayhem? Uh, something like that. Sh- search those words. You'll find me on. Go- you'll find us on GoFundMe, and I'm sure we're going to be blitzing that on social media the next week. Um, we're going to try to get an ad on there. Let people know about Wrestling Mayhem Show. Right. See what we can do about that. And uh, and of course, check everything out. Uh, a lot of stuff we talked about tonight. A lot of names that we we dropped are over at Indie including around the indies. A lot of updates from our buddy. Mainstream, Matt, and I encourage you to go to kdk.com, look up the Palisades Wrestling article as well. Use your searching engines, but we've been sharing it all across a lot of our social medias. At Mayhem Show, Wrestling Mayhem Show Facebook group, we have a lot of discussion. Tends to be a lot about, a lot about indie wrestling. Or this guy that randomly shares promos. I don't even, I don't even know what promotion this is. Uh, but they're in there. So, Or or whether it's controversial to know that you really dig the new, uh, new season of Swerved on WWE Network. Tell us your ailments. We'll help you out. And Eamon will tell you how wrong you are. Right, Eamon? At Eamon2, please. I don't mind swerved. What's that? I don't mind swerved. You don't mind swerved. He's coming around if on it. on me
0: about TNA Impact. We'll have tell
2: people discussion. what you think of swerved at, at Eamon2, please, on the Twitter. Yes, indeed.
0: And also follow Inspire Pro Wrestling at Inspire Pro Res. Uh, we'll hopefully have some more updates in, uh, on our next event very, very soon over there.
2: Awesome. Shout-outs to Tragar, of course. Uh, check out uh breaking trayfabe on uh dot wordpress.com he's got a preview of super Indy himself if you are in the area I've, i i neglected to plug it holy crap i didn't see super indie 15 i am sadly gonna be on a mi- business trip so I'll be missing it but go over to iwc such a crazy crazy lineup Never mind, they're fixing the image. Uh, but, friends of the show, Darren De Niro. they just added Jonathan Gresham of... Which I'm
0: uh, very happy about. That's of, a very good get by uh Right,
2: RwC. of CZW going to be a part of that. Andrew Powell, Chris LaRusso, Josh Alexander making waves up there in uh, AIW against Desmond Xavier, who's somebody I'm really, really getting into lately. Sugar Dunkerton also returning. Zachary Wentz against Darren Denaro. Um, And so much more. DJ Z is going to be on the show John McChesney, good good stuff. It's uh super indie is the the hallmark of this crew, and it's uh, good to see uh it having another great collection of names here. So all right, guys, at Sogatron on the Twitter at Aiming 2 please, wrestling Please get out there and support Independent Pro Wrestling. Oh. Oh. A back down and wild, steady sip jack now. Joe is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry,
1: sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps>